Well, amen. Thank you, Brother Mark Abbott. Does Jesus care? What a great old song of the faith. Thank you, and he really does care. Take your Bibles this morning, please, and turn with me to the book of 2 Kings. In the Old Testament, 2 Kings chapter 4. Now, as you're turning, I need to make some clarification on some things because with Facebook, you can get comments, and people have been making some comments since I gave the big news that we would be returning back to church next Sunday. Just a couple of clarifications. First of all, we will be attempting to live stream all three morning worship services. The reason for that is that all three will have a different emphasis, 8 o'clock being our senior adult uh, friendly, 9.30 all welcome, and then 11 o'clock family friendly, and so we're going to live stream all three of those. Another consideration was mask. Someone asked, do I have to wear a mask? No, you do not have to wear a mask. We're not going to uh, make you wear a mask because uh, we feel like uh, you're uh, intelligent enough and wise enough. If you want to wear a mask, you're welcome uh, to wear one. That was the emphasis there. And we only wanted to provide masks uh, for those that might would like one and can't get one. It's hard to order them right now because they are in great demand. I was in Walmart this week. In fact, I've seen this gentleman several times. He's an early bird like I am, and uh, instead of having a mask on, because evidently he doesn't have the ability to get one, perhaps he doesn't know anyone or even the financial resources, and God bless him, he had a depends. Every time I've seen him, I've, three, I've seen him three times, a depends taped around his face. And so my heart just goes out to that gentleman and uh, there may be someone, an elderly person, a senior saint, uh, maybe a child in our church that would like a mask. And so that's why I made that appeal. But you do not have to wear masks. We're not going to require that. But for your safety, if you'd like to, you are welcome to do so. I want to remind you about tonight. We will be having church tonight at 6 o'clock. And we'll be in chapter 9 of the book that I wrote entitled Sacred Sites. And tonight, we're going to be looking at one of the most uh, infamous characters in all of the Bible. His name is Pilate. I have never in all of my ministry heard an entire sermon on Pilate. And tonight, with God's help, I'm going to do my best to preach a sermon on Pilate. Pilate. He's one of the great villains of the Bible and, of course, is the Roman governor who condemned Jesus to death by crucifixion. And so tonight at 6 o'clock, we'll be studying chapter 9, the inscription of Pilate. And so let me encourage you to read that in your Bibles. Now this morning, very quickly, I'm going to read a passage of Scripture and preach from a passage that I have never preach from before. I don't know how this passage has uh, eluded me in all of these years of ministry, but this morning I want to preach from 2 Kings chapter 4 beginning with verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman, she's also a mother, of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, 
saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen, that is, to be slaves. Verse 2. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. In other words, get as many of them as you can. Verse 4, And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went unto him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her or unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Verse 7. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay thy debt, and live thou in thy children of the rest. I want to speak on this subject this morning. A mother who needed a miracle. A mother who needed a miracle. You know, when we think about being a parent, a father, a mother, a grandfather, a grandmother, we realize that raising children is not always hallelujah and gee whiz. Yes, there are many happy times and joyous times, but there are also difficult times, times of hardship, times of heartache, times of hurt. In fact, throughout the Bible, we read of mothers who had difficulty with their children, not necessarily with their children, but because of the circumstances that they found themselves in. I think about Hagar in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis. She was the mother, you'll remember, of Ishmael. Uh, Abraham was the father of Ishmael. But Sarah was jealous of Hagar. And the Bible tells us that she sent her away with Ishmael. And because of that, Hagar found herself in a very difficult place trying to raise a child as a single mother. I think about all of those Hebrew mothers down in the land of Egypt and how that the Hebrew children continued to multiply. And the Bible tells us that Pharaoh gave the decree that all of the children that were born were to be killed and to be slaughtered. You will remember that the mother of Moses hid him for a period of time, and then she made a little ark, a little boat, and put him in it and floated him up the Nile River. That was a mother in a very difficult spot. I think about the Shumanite mother. We read about her beginning in verse 8 in this very chapter that we find ourselves in, who was given a son and the son dies. This very Elisha comes and raises him 
from the dead. I think about the mother at Nain in Luke chapter 7, that her son had died and Jesus comes to that funeral procession and touches the funeral bier and raises that boy from the dead. And then I think about Mary, the mother of Jesus, who had to watch her own son die on the cross. And then, of course, there were all of those mothers in Bethlehem, much like those Hebrew mothers down in Egypt, who had to watch their children being slaughtered because of the decree of Herod, who was trying to kill the next king of Israel, the Messiah. And, of course, Jesus and the Holy Family escaped that decree because they went to Egypt Many scholars believe that they used the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh that the wise men brought to baby Jesus in order to finance that journey over into Egypt. But here we find a mother who found herself in a very difficult place and she needed a miracle. Now, there are four things that I want to mention about this mother very quickly. Number one, I want you to notice with me the sorrow of this mother. Look again at verse 1. And there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. You see, here was a mother who was a widow. Her husband had died. Now she refers to him as one of the sons of the prophets. And when we read about the sons of the prophets, we are really talking about those who were in somewhat of a seminary under Elijah and Elisha, these great prophets of God. They were learning things about God. They were being trained concerning uh, ministry. They were being taught the Old Testament as we think of the Old Testament and especially the Mosaic law. And the Bible tells us that this woman's husband had died. She had great sorrow in her heart at the loss of her husband. And when I think about that, I am reminded this morning that Jesus understands all of our sorrows. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 53, verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. There's a word I want to give you this morning. It's the word care. Jesus cares for you. And the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5, verse 7, casting all of your care upon him because he cares for you. God's care is certain. And God's care is comforting. Knowing that God cares for you and for me should give us great encouragement today. A few moments ago, Brother Mark Abbott sang that beautiful song, Does Jesus Care? And I love that stanza that says, Oh, yes, He cares. I know He cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are weary... The long night dreary, I know that my Savior cares. Maybe you're out there this morning and you're a mother who needs a miracle. And I want to say to you, our God cares. 
So the first thing that we notice from this text this morning is the sorrow of this mother. But now there's a second thing I want to call to your attention, and that is the struggle of this mother. Look again at verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Now here was a woman who had already lost her husband, and she had two boys. And the Bible tells us that because they had such debt, the creditors were going to come and take these two sons from her and put them into slavery. The Mosaic Law taught that if you owed someone, they could come into your family and take one of your family members to pay off that debt if the one who owed the debt had died. Well, these creditors were going to do that. And here was a woman who was about to lose her whole world. She had already lost her husband, and she was about to lose her two sons, and she was struggling. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know today that life is full of struggles. Life is full of heartache. Life is full of trials. And that's why it's called life for everyone. And Job chapter 14 verse 1 tells us this, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Life is filled with disappointments. Life is filled with difficulties. Life is filled with despair and dilemmas. Life is filled with dangers, just like we know from the COVID pandemic that we find ourselves in. I gave you a word for the word uh, sorrow a moment ago. I want to give you a word for the word struggle this morning, and it's the word grace. What gets us through these difficulties of life? What gets us through the struggles of life? It is the grace of God. The Apostle Paul, as you know, had a thorn in the flesh. The Bible tells us that three times he prayed about this thorn in the flesh. He asked God to take it away from him. And all three times, if you go back and read from 2 Corinthians, the Bible tells us that all three of those times, verses 9 and 10, that God told the Apostle Paul, my Grace is sufficient for thee. When we began this service this morning, we sang together that wonderful old hymn, Amazing Grace. My favorite stanza of Amazing Grace is stanza three. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace that's brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. It is the grace of God that gets us through the difficult days of our lives, the hardships that we face. And here was a mother who was really struggling. You know what she needed? She needed a miracle. And that brings up a third consideration this morning, and that is the support of this mother. Uh, this mother found great support from a number of places. First of all, she found support from Elisha. 
she goes to the prophet and she says, I need your help. And she says, my husband has died, the creditors are going to come, and they're going to take away my sons, and I need guidance, I need direction, I need some advice. And so she goes to Elisha, and Elisha supported her. You know who else helped her? Her neighbors. Because Elisha had told her that she was to go to all of her friends, her neighbors, and to gather as many vessels as she could possibly gather up and that she would bring them to her home so that she could put oil in them. And every one of those neighbors responded and gave to this woman uh, containers, gave to her vessels uh, in which she could receive a miracle. So Elisha supported her, her neighbors supported her, and her sons supported her. They helped their mother. And let me just say to every son and to every daughter who's listening to me, help your mother, help your father, help your grandparents. Uh, don't just sit on the couch, just don't hoard up in your room, uh, but be a good child. And that's what these boys did. They helped their mother. And they went and got all the vessels and brought them to their mother so that they could make certain that her need was provided. Ladies and gentlemen, it's during a time like this that we realize how much we need one another. No man is an island unto himself. This has been very difficult for your pastor, this pandemic, because I am a people person. That's what ministry is all about. I like going to the hospital. I like visiting in your home. You know me, I've been your pastor for a long time. I want to hug your neck. I want to shake your hand. And now we have to abide by a six-foot distancing. And it just makes us love and appreciate one another even more and how dependent we are upon supporting each other. And now is the time to really support one another. The Bible tells us in Romans 15, verse 1, we then that are strong, ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Galatians chapter 2, verses 2 and 10. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. John Wesley, that great Methodist preacher, said it this way. Do all the goods you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. Here was a mother who needed a miracle and found great support in her pastor, in her friends and neighbors, and especially in her family, from her two boys. But now there's one final thing I want to call to your attention this morning, and that is the supply for this mother. The supply of this mother. Look what happens in verse 5. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. 
Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. Here was a woman who got a miracle. She needed help, and God supplied her help. And Ladies and gentlemen, maybe you're out there, maybe you're a mother, and you need a miracle. You don't know how you're going to get this bill paid. You don't know what you're going to do about the situation. You've got a problem in your family. You're going through a health crisis, some issue at work, and you need God to intervene. Ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful promise of the Word of God is that He will supply all of our needs. Now, He may not give us what we want, but He'll always provide our needs. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4, verse 19, but my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. There is no recession in heaven. The stock market has not fallen in glory. God is still sovereign, and whatever your need may be, God will provide that need. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus put it this way in Matthew 6, verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little and the Bible tells us God will su supply and satisfy our physical needs, our emotional needs, but more importantly, our spiritual needs. I think about that old hymn of the faith that goes like this, All you may need, He will provide. God will take care of you. Nothing you ask will be denied. God will will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. Brother Mark Abbott sang that beautiful song, Does Jesus Care? And yes, Jesus cares. Maybe you're out there today and you're wondering, what am I going to do? I'm certain this woman wondered what she was going to do. But she found her needs supplied in the person of Jesus Christ through a miracle that God had given to her. Now I want to close with this. And I, I think I'd be amiss if I do not mention this in the text. The Bible says that she had one little vessel of oil at her home. Oil in the Bible is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. It's always symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Jesus told a parable of ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. And the Bible tells us that those five wise virgins had oil in their lamps. The five foolish did not. The ones that had the oil in their lamps, it was a symbol of the Holy Spirit of God that they had salvation, they had Jesus Christ in their hearts and in their lives. And the question for everyone watching me today, whether you're a mother, a father, 
a grandfather, a grandmother, a boy or a girl, a teenager, is do you have oil in your lamp? Do you have the oil of the Holy Spirit in your vessel? Have you invited Jesus Christ into your life to be your Lord and to be your Savior? If you haven't, why don't you call that number on the screen? Our prayer partners are available and they want to talk with you. They'll be happy to talk to you more about what it means to be a Christian. Maybe you have a prayer concern. Maybe you're a mother in need and, and you want us to pray for you and reach out to you. Why don't you call? and give that information to our prayer partner. Maybe you want more information about the church. Uh, you call that number. You did, maybe you just need someone to pray with you. They'll be happy to do that. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord, call that number. Bow your head right now. Open up your heart and invite Jesus in. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And by faith, if you'll repent of your sins and receive Christ into your life, your name will be written in the Lamb's book of life, and you'll have oil in your lamp, and you'll be on your way to glory. I love that old song, if you're tired of the load of your sin, let Jesus come in to your heart. If you desire a new life to begin, let Jesus come in to your heart. Let's bow together for a moment of prayer. Father, thank you today for this mother who needed a miracle. And Lord, how that you supplied her need when she found support, Lord, in the man of God, from her neighbors, from her children, but more importantly, from you. God, you're always there. You're a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And I pray, oh God, if there's someone within the sound of my voice who doesn't have oil in their lamps, I pray, oh God, they'll receive that oil today through salvation. Thank you, dear God, for mothers. Thank you for every mother that has been watching. And we pray your blessings upon us until we meet again. We ask this in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. I look forward to seeing you tonight at 6 o'clock as we'll be studying about Pilate. Have a good Mother's Day. God bless you. I love you, and Jesus does too.